The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele, and it has not been a good week. Um, I'm going to start with the lighter the lighter deaths, really, uh, between Ray Liotta, Depeche Mode, Andy Fletcher, and yes, drummer Alan White. Yeah. And that's just the the entertainment stuff. We all know what happened down in Texas, right. and we're going to try really hard not to talk about that. Although the stuff we reviewed this week has a has has a lot of has a lot of death in it, so it does. But we planned this out before that happened, so it's not entirely our fault. Let's start with something a bit more lighthearted. How about the She-Hulk trailer? Because we I... didn't really talk about that last week with the oh my god, the CG is horrible. The CG is not that bad. No, the CG is not that bad. Plus, it's a trailer and. I mean, if that's what it looks like, I'm fine with it because I'm okay if the CGI, if it, as long as it doesn't pull me out of it, which this wasn't bad enough. I mean, she looks like a person. She looks like a She-Hulk. It's It's not not like they turned her into Shrek or Darkseid, Sonic Two, or whatever. Sorry, what is he called now? Ugly Sonic. Ugly Sonic, yeah. The Sonic that they were going to release, and then they had so much flack that they actually went back and post Made him look like not, Sonic? Not pre-pro, hi, Ted. Yeah, and made him look like Sonic. So it looks funny. It looks exciting. I care a hell of a lot more about the writing than I do about, is the CGI perfect? Yeah, and I, I have a feeling it will be perfect by the time we see it. So. Yeah. I'm not sure about perfect, but, you know, a lot, you know. It's a yeah. lot closer already than people think it is. I agree. Don't panic. <laughs> Meanwhile, Thor four. <laughs> Thor four. Thor four. And you, you watched it. You watched that in pre-pro high Ted. See, now we both got it out of the way. Um. So what'd you think? I liked. I liked the first trailer that they released. I thought that was really good. It's exciting. It's cool. And we get the little, the little tease of. Of the Mighty Thor as Jane as the Mighty Thor. This time we get lots of Jane as the Mighty Thor, which is great. This this trailer is even better than the first one. Plus, of course, we get Gore the God Butcher, and it looks it looks like Thor Ragnarok, but dialed up to eleven maybe. So even more adventure, even more action, perhaps even funnier. I mean, this looks like it's going to be an absolutely Great freaking movie. Okay. Just don't waste the, you know, you, like you were saying in pre-pro. <laughs> go away, Ted. Um, the uh, As long as they don't waste the actor, because they wasted Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. It, and you know, uh, I just blanked on his name. He's Batman, damn it. I don't remember. Yeah. Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah, um, don't waste him. He's better than that. Don't waste them as in the way they wasted Christian Eccleston, Christian Christopher Eccleston, as not having that much to do, plus killed him off. So, yeah, let's not do either one of those versions, which Marvel has a really bad habit of like, hey, here's a great villain. We only need him for one movie. Let's kill him. It's like, let's not do that this time, okay? Let's please not do that. So, although. In fairness, speaking of things that might need to be killed off, 
and I, I, I really do apologize for having to do this show this week. Damn. Uh, new trailer for Mission Impossible. What is this one? 17, 18, something like that? <laughs> I think so, yeah. And, you know, I saw it and I went, ooh, it's a Mission Impossible movie. Uh, it's called Dead Reckoning Part 1. It's coming out in s- this summer. No, not just kidding. It's next summer. Jeez. And and they started filming this film in what? 1854, I think it was, right? I think so. It, it feels like an age has passed since I first heard something about it. And I was expecting it to at least look better than the previous movies. No, it looks exactly the freaking same as the other movies. So they, they are, they are blending in. I do like, I like the first one. The second one was basically the first one done exactly the same. The third one, I didn't really care for much. When we got the have protocol, a yeah, it was, it was, I knew uh, we forgot something. Darn. Yeah. Ghost Protocol, though, the fourth one, I really, really enjoyed because they took a different take on it. And it's like, oh, let's get someone who wants to have fun with this. So they brought in Brad Bird. It was excellent. Uh, but they are starting to blend again. So, yeah, it's just. And this is a part one of two. So, of course, the next two are going to blend together. Right. You know, it's 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 really hard to keep a series going without falling into this trap of well what transformers does because how can you tell uh, unless you like look at the copyright when the movie came out you really can't tell one transformers movie from another one basically i mean my god talk about blending together i saw someone do a youtube quiz on that and just showed clips which transformers movie is this from oh hell i don't know right (laughs) they all blend yeah it's uh hopefully it'll be better than that because i'm They've been much better than the Transformers movies. I'm not saying that, but... Oh, yeah. Wait until Michael Bay does a Mission Impossible movie, and that'll be the perfect storm of crap, so... There we go. Let's see, speaking of something that's been almost done to death, and I apologize, I have not watched Obi-Wan yet. I'll get to it. We'll start say something about it next week, other than it exists. Um, Saw the trailer for Andor. The character that we didn't know we needed. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it looks like a Star Wars thing. Ooh, blended. Uh, it takes place before episode four. So, oh, look, people are starting to revolt. Which we're on the verge of doing that outside in the real world right now. And I'm not sure we need this miniseries at this point in time. But or maybe we do just to fire people up. Is that why we're doing it? Maybe maybe that's why. I'm not sure uh, about that. Did did you see that one? It just looked it looked bland. Yeah, it's it, it's Star Wars, but it, it Star Wars is not supposed to be bland. Star Wars is supposed to be oh my god, did you see this? It and and it's just kind of uh, uh. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't it wasn't it didn't exactly make me the whole point of trailers as we say almost every week right is to make you oh my god i have to see this and it, it doesn't do that not for me not for you so yeah hopefully that content is really there they just chose not to show it in this trailer so we'll time will tell but i yeah i'm i'm excited for obi-wan but at this yeah. point kind of i don't really need another a, a millionth star wars series at this point but 
if it's good. That's, if it's work. good, that's a different different thing altogether. Yeah. But uh-huh. yeah. Anyway, the last trailer that I saw this week, I want this, and I want it now. I'm <laughs> I, I don't care about Star Wars. I watched the trailer for Willow. I don't know if you even saw this one. Where the hell has this movie been? Because this this looks like every Dungeons and Dragons movie should have looked. It looks excellent. I want this. I don't care if it's not a movie. It's a miniseries. Yeah, whatever. I want this. They did this trailer right. They gave us something I'm not sure if you're going to claim that it's new since it came out in 1987 as the movie, whatever. This looked great. Did you see this one, by the way? I have not seen the trailer for Willow, which is is kind of funny that they're just going to call it Willow. But I I think no one's going to confuse it with the uh, TV show, like you said, with the TV show, geez, with the movie, because it came out 100 years ago. It, and it looked I thought it looked great back then. It I did. mean, some of the some of the special effects are uh, a bit dated. But then again, the movie's old. What do you expect? Well, it was a really, really good movie and very, very underrated. Though. I mean, like, absolutely. Nobody talks about that. Movie, which is I'm just hoping that they this doesn't fall into that same category because this looks excellent. And I want more of stuff like this. As opposed to. The first movie I watched, which uh, I got because my daughter is has actually kind of gotten a favorite band. And this is my youngest daughter. Um, some, I, I think it's because of the Scooby-Doo movies and the fact that this band has made a cameo. Well, not made a cameo. They've actually done a full-blown movie with Scooby-Doo, animated, thankfully. Uh, the band is Kiss. Oh, dear. And I went back to watch the <laughs> 1978 NBC made-for-TV movie Kiss and the Phantom of the Park, which, oh, my God, it seemed an awful lot like the Scooby-Doo movie they did, only without Scooby-Doo, and this is live in 1978. Oh, dear. That's not a good th- – those are not things that need to go together. <laughs> Uh, it's a sci-fi movie where Kiss, the band, has a, has acquired magical powers given to them by a talisman. Really? All right, sure. And they're working three shows at an amusement park, which seems a bit low for a band of this, this caliber, even at the time. Um, even though the tannoy at the amusement park says, come see Kiss one night only, we're doing three shows, that's in the next scene. Pardon? <laughs> Continuity? No, can't have that. It's NBC in 1978. Anyway, they're working these shows at the park where the founder of the park has been kidnapping people and fitting them with leftover model parts. I, I mean, uh, sophi- <clears throat> sophisticated electronic chips <clears throat> uh, to turn them into mindless slaves. Kind of think of uh, you know, Batman's Mad Hatter only without the hats. Um. Or the quality. Wow. And I'm including Brave and the Bold on that. Now, you know, make the whole thing an NBC movie for, you know, 1978. And it's just as bad as you think it is. 
Although we do get to see Gene Simmons actually try to run in those high heel, high heel hip waiter flared boots that he wears. That is not exactly an elegant thing that he does. As a matter of fact, that might be the funniest thing in the movie is watching him try to walk around a stage. Fine. Run from demons. No, not so much. Uh, This is the movie where, and I remember this when I was, from when I was a kid where I think it's Ace Freely has a, is he the star star man or is he the other one? I'm thinking of, uh, I, I get all the band members confused because they don't have faces. Gene Simmons breathes fire in this. That's his magical power. Um, Makes sense because he's the demon. So, well, yeah, I have absolutely blanked on his name. Help me out here. Ace. Not Ace, not Gene. The other guy. The other Peter. one. Thank. No, not Peter. He's drumming. And I don't know the other guy. I can't think of it either. The Great Muda. Yeah, him. He has Starman, whatever the hell he's called. He shoots lasers out of his eye, only he never hits anything with it. So, yes, wow. This is this. He's his name is not worth remembering for this movie. For the band, maybe this movie, no, not so much. Uh, if you <laughs> want to watch it, and if you really want to put yourself through it, it's on YouTube. It's free. Knock yourself out. Um. Almost the mark of quality. It's it's free on YouTube. <laughs> free on YouTube. It's you go right ahead. Oh, that's not that depressing, actually. No, not not a good. How were yours? You, you you had to have something better than this. I had two things better than that, but neither one of them are very fun. Oh, good. Um, yeah, since it's Memorial Day weekend, I because typically Memorial Day weekend I try to watch a film having to do with the military. And not some gung-ho John Wayne, let's go kill people who don't look like us because it's fun kind of movie. So this time I watched a documentary called Restrepo. This is about a company. Before you get started in that, am I allowed to say that that sounds like a medication my kids should be on because they have a cold? Kind of, yeah. Okay, just I'll shut up now. (laughs) But... This was a company of U.S. soldiers who were stationed in Afghanistan. They were there for, uh, I think it was a 15-month deployment. Mm. And if several months ago, I think it was, I talked about a movie called Out- The Outpost, which is roughly based on this, on, on Restrepo, very loosely based on Restrepo. But same concept, except this is when it really happened, where for some ungodly <laughs> reason – the military decided, the U.S. military decided, okay, we need a base in Afghanistan in this particular spot. So we're going to put it, and it's an outpost. It's not a full base. It's just like, like a company of men that we're going to put it in the, in a, at the bottom of a valley, and it's surrounded by mountain ridges. Who the so, hell thought that was a good idea? I don't know, but I, I pray that the first company commander who – went there and saw that, got court-martialed because he said, hell no, I'm not going to put my men there. But eventually, a company commander did say, okay, we'll go there, and so that's what they did. These poor bastards were involved in... They went for weeks at a time where they were involved in firefights four or five times a day. Weeks. Mm -hmm. They... 
it's named Restrepo because they set up another they decided on their own to set up another outpost, a smaller outpost, up on a ridge, so they would actually have controlling field of fire, which for Christ's sake you learned about that in your first year of ROTC. I don't know how the frick the generals couldn't figure that out, but so then they were able to control the valley a little bit better. They named it Restrepo for one of their extremely beloved uh, fellow soldiers who was killed early in the action and you find that out like within five minutes so that's not exactly a spoiler for the film but that's why it's called Restrepo because they named the outpost for one Doc Restrepo who was one of theirs who was killed early on it's I mean there are two guys who were embedded with them that you know took the footage stayed there they didn't stay there the entire time but they came back in and out this is from sebastian Junger, who's also did the perfect storm uh an excellent filmmaker and his partner in this and i just scrolled away from the gentleman's name and here we go tim hetherington who's the co-director did a similar thing this came out this was filmed in uh I think early 2010, late 2009, it came out in 2010. He was in Libya covering fighting in Libya, and he was killed there, Tim Hetherington. So these guys put themselves at risk, definitely, so people could see what our soldiers go through and the pure hell that they go through so that we can have our barbecues on Monday. So we had a discussion about this at work where someone had said that they – that someone had reacted really poorly to being said as like, oh, have happy Memorial Day. And, and, you know, it's not happy Memorial Day, but I don't really get bent out of shape about it. But it's, it's, not a, it's not a day to celebrate and, you know, set off fireworks and, whoa, this is a great day. Like, it's, it's a, a day to honor people who've sacrificed themselves. So, and a lot of the guys, who were in Afghanistan didn't make it back. One of the quotes from obviously one of the survivors is that they're doing a lot of, they're gathering intel right now, intelligence in other words, basically in how to deal with us because they haven't, there's no real research or intel on how to treat us right now because they haven't had to deal with people like us since World War II in Vietnam. Dealing with guys that are coming back from 15 month deployments with as much fighting as we went through. I mean, so a lot of these guys, obviously some of these guys did get back. And all of them that did went through went through hell. And you know, if you're if you're going to you know, in, in the first place, it it's not a happy holiday. It's to honor the sacrifice that people made. Right. And if you're gonna watch a movie, a war movie or something like that. Watch something like this. Watch Saving Private Ryan. Watch something which talks about what the soldiers go through, not some jingoistic bullshit sales pitch for how great America is like John Wayne's Green Beret. Like, because that's utter crap. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that I really disliked about John Wayne because he was a warmongering jackass who didn't go to war himself. He had the opportunity to go, and he chose to stay in Hollywood and make movies. So, yeah, 
if if you can handle it and they don't they don't it, there's no footage of soldiers being killed on screen but there's plenty of footage of soldiers who were wounded and it's 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 a tough watch but it's an important thing to watch especially this weekend to see what we ask our our guys and women to go through so it's a it's an excellent film it was nominated for best documentary so it's very well done not an easy film to watch but this is the kind of thing that they should be showing in high school so people understand exactly what we ask of what we ask of our soldiers whether they're men women or however they wish to identify so Restrepo is excellent just a tough watch uh, my other film in some ways is even more difficult to watch but it's pure fiction so it's okay but imagine imagine that you're watching david fincher's eraser head but it's all it's only the really extremely weird ass parts and then david cronenberg decided to jump in and do some guest spots so we really amped up the body horror and the sex that's what this movie is like. This this was, came out in 1992. It's called Tetsuo the Iron Man, and it has nothing to do with Tony Stark. But absolutely bizarre film. It's all of 67 minutes. It's available on, on Amazon Prime. Uh, by the way, Restrepo is on Apple TV. That's like the only thing it's on right now. Um, I shouldn't say Apple TV. It's on Apple, and you have to rent it or buy it. That is totally worth it. Uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man, again, it's 30 years old, and the premise basically is just this salaryman, Japanese businessman, has an encounter, just a very random encounter with some chick in a subway, and he notices there's some odd things about her. Like she has like little bits of metal coming out of her, and then there's more pieces of metal, and then she assaults him, and she chases him down. He eventually eventually counterattacks let's put it that way but she infected him and a lot of a lot of critics have said this is basically it. it's it's a metaphor for sexually transmitted diseases not necessarily aids but or whatever and i guess you could look at it this way i think of it as a metaphor for let's make some a crazy ass movie that will freak you out and probably a lot of people would turn it off about halfway through because it gets really really bizarre like david fincher would have a nightmare if he was watching this i mean oh my god <laughs> this the craziest parts of Eraserhead, um or cronenberg's hmm, next movie which apparently is going to be really insane this whole movie <laughs> is that absolutely crazy uh, well, I'll just say that a a particular part of the male anatomy is transformed in this guy into this gigantic drill, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it gets worse. it gets worse from there. It gets much worse from there. So if you're in the mood for one of the strangest films you ever will have seen, and you have 67 minutes to kill, Amazon has has it for you, and. There are even sequels. There's Tetsuo of Iron Man 2 and Tetsuo of the Bullet Man. So there you go. There's a Guess what he transforms to, into in that one. Yeah. 
absolutely insane. I mean, holy crap movie. Um, it's, yeah, don't watch it around the kids. I'll just say that. Right. Yeah, lots of sex, lots of gore. I don't think there's any smoking in this movie, though. So when they put the little disclaimer up there, you don't have to worry about that. But, uh, yeah, there's, nudity, there's sex, there's gore, there's murder. There's power tools where they shouldn't be. There's all kinds of fun stuff in Tetsu Iron Man. Um, but it's a heck of a lot easier movie to watch than the first one I talked about. So there you go. Wow. Uh, and here I was thinking Tetsuo was related to Akira. <laughs> see, he was the bad guy in Akira. But that's he was. That's my segue into Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045 Season 2, which came out this week. And as you guys know, I really like my Ghost in the Shell stuff. Not the movie. That didn't count. <laughs> it did not. It definitely did not. Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045 Season 2, now available on Netflix. All 12 episodes are available to watch, and 11 of them are pretty good. Uh, which is disappointing. Not that I wanted all 12 to be excellent. I, I mean, I did. But it's just that they're pretty good. They're not up to the quality that the rest of the series is. Uh, they've set up a good villain in season three uh, called the Post-Humans, which think humans, only they, they can think lightning fast and moved at the fastest speeds that humans are capable of doing all with the strength of humans as they possibly can have, you know, kind of like Wolverine and Jay Garrick had a kid, only it's a cyborg. There you go. <laughs> but they kind of fell flat with it. I mean, you know, is it worth watching? Yeah, it, it's worth watching. There's lots of cool stuff. And yes, we do get to find out what happened to, to, uh, to Togasa, who disappeared within 15 seconds left of, this, of season three, just poof. He disappeared. Where the hell did he go? And we don't find out until I think it's episode four or five. But it does make sense why they wait on doing that. Don't panic. It'll make sense. It'll be fine. Uh, we get to find out how much of a character, uh, how much of the character of Prin is real. Because they kind of set her up as a double agent. Is she? Is she a double agent? A triple agent? Is she even real in the first place? Because you will question that in the last episode. Because that last episode, it felt like they had written themselves into a corner. Uh, not good. And, I mean, as someone who actually does do writing for a living, I've done that a lot. You know, just going along, we're going down this path, and then the path ends, and you go, where the hell am I going with this? And then you realize the last 15 pages you have to erase and go turn left at the intersection, you moron. Oh, sorry. And you turn left and everything turns out fine. They didn't do that. And it felt kind of very rushed. It was very cliche within this world. So I was disappointed with it. It's still worth watching, even though now that they've switched over to CG, the whole thing looks pretty much like one big cut scene from a PS3. <laughs> That's not entirely a bad thing. The PS3 had no. great graphics, and as long as you're looking at things and not people, that's fine. The people still look good. It's just, you know, you, you guys were complaining about the She-Hulk trailer. Complain about this bit more, because this whole thing is CG, and they didn't quite get it right. 
But like I said, if you're a fan of Ghost in the Shell, you know, the manga, the anime, the original Ghost in the Shell, not the crappy movie, you'll probably want to watch this. Uh, but if you're starting without any knowledge of any of the other series, you're going to be lost. Start somewhere else. Uh, hopefully with Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Series 1. Yes, it's from 2000, but it held up pretty well. And the Laughing Man is still probably the best villain in the entire series. Of all the series. There needs to be series. You know, we need to do that with that word. We really do. Anyway, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045 Series 2 or Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Season 4 it's the same thing for you, Cody users. Is available on Netflix. Uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. The original is available on Hulu, but you need to get the Hulu Live package, which I don't get, or $1.99 an episode on YouTube, Google, Apple, Vudu, Amazon, Wonder Woman, Captain Kangaroo, Kit Carlson, Planters Peanuts, and probably everything else under the planet. Um, or you can buy it on DVD, which I also recommend. That's what I did. So I can watch it back whenever the hell I want to. Exactly. And you have it forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Absolutely. And actually, we've got one other thing that we're going to go, we're going to look at. Before, but before we get there, I'm going to tell you Paul Stanley is the name of the KISS member that neither of us could come up with. There you go. Son of a bitch. And I looked at it and I went, damn it, I knew that. Anyway, the thing we both looked at and... Todd talked about part one last week, uh, and that's the uh, George Carlin's what, – what was it called? Carlin's America? Carlin's the subtitle? George Carlin, American Dream. American Dream. There we go. Um, he had watched part one, and you watched part two this week? Yep, yep, yep. Yep, I watched both parts this week, which is why I did not get to Obi-Wan. I've been busy. <laughs> Carlin part two, one of the things that really struck me about this – was not necessarily the story because the story that went with this is great is uh you know going through the second half of his life i guess you could uh call it and i knew about all well not i didn't know about all the stuff he went through but i knew about a lot of it because i've read his books what a concept but the restored footage in this i thought was excellent because they say you know here's footage from 1973 and it looks like it's in 4k yeah, it does look really good. Right. You got quiet again. Yes, you had made that comment that it looked, how good it looked, and it, it definitely does. It looks terrific. I made that comment in pre-pre-pre-pro. Yes, Hi, did. Lee. How you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, the I thought that this was actually a great series. Uh, it, But, again, going in, you kind of know it's not going to have a happy ending. Like he was 25 or something. So. Well, that's true. I mean, you if he was, you wouldn't have been able to make two uh, two-hour two episodes out of it. No, you wouldn't. But yeah, it's it's such a good series because it's so uh, unfortunately, it's so timely. Things he was complaining bitterly about in the 70s, and in some cases, some of those things he talked about are even worse today. But it's such a great balance of his his performances and then behind the scenes interviews with him with him and interviews with comics now 
about his influence. I mean, it's just so, so well done. And like you said, it's the restoration work they did is just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So because every, all of it basically looks like, oh, they just shot this last week. Yeah. It's, a lot of this is, is, hell, some of it is 60 years old. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that. I mean, I've seen some, you know, old black and white movies where they've restored them and wow, they look spectacular. Um, but I've not really seen a whole lot of TV shows because, you know, I, movies are restored on film and film is a lot easier to restore than, you know, whatever the 1960s equivalent of videotape was. That stuff didn't hold up very well. And they've restored this to just beautiful footage. Well, as beautiful as George gets anyway. <laughs> he is a beautiful man. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely such a great, great series. I mean, I, I'm sure, I don't know what it, what category it would fit into in the Emmys, because the Emmys has like 9,000 categories. This yeah. is definitely going to be nominated for, for an Emmy, Emmy and it would be shocking if it didn't win, because it's just incredibly well done. I would love... Whoever, I apologize for not looking at it, but whoever put this together, and they need to do one on Richard Pryor next. They do the same thing. Yeah. To, to me, those are the two absolute giants of, of comedy. I mean, just their influence in general is huge, but they were the funniest guys ever. I mean, just absolutely amazing stuff and sto- storytellers. That's what they were, you know. They, and they just, seeing the two of them on the same show, yeah, I've forgotten which show that was. Uh, like John Davidson or something, and yeah. he was a guy. I, I'll be honest, I had I'd seen him guest star on a bunch of stuff, but I had no idea who he was. Yeah, being being chronologically advantaged, I remembered that show, <laughs> but I had but I had forgotten that both Carlin and Pryor on it until i saw that and it's like then i remember it's like oh my god they were both on that and it's like and for the comedy that they did to be stuck on a uh, on a was it early 60 variety show late 60s very early 70s variety show a summer replacement variety show with john davidson as as forced wholesome kind of crap as you could possibly imagine and they had those two guys on there like Oh my God! Oh my God! Because John Davidson was, was <sighs> I thought he was a cheap knockoff of the guy from the Carol Burnett show. He's as square as he could possibly be. <laughs> to have George Carlin <laughs> and Richard Pryor on that show is like, mm, man alive. Uh, kind of weird, but yeah, it's just absolutely fascinating and i mean if if you like to laugh you need to watch the, that show i mean it's just absolutely incredible and after the movies that we've recommended especially me i highly recommend turning on the the george carlin american dream thing on hbo max it's really really good and of course it does have its uh sadder more thoughtful moments because he was a thoughtful person so yeah and you know, we've been laughing about this last bit, and that's a good thing. That's where we need to end this week. And hopefully, you know what? Next week has got to be better. It will be. 
But at the same time, uh, I'm going to say this again, COVID is still out there. If you got to go outside, well, actually, I'm going to rephrase it this week. I'm going to recommend that you stay home and watch a movie. And if you have to go outside, wear a mask and as much bulletproof material as you can find. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Dawn, that's the end.